Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 85. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I'm flying solo. My co-host, Chris Biting, is not able to join me today. In fact, the episode for this week was originally going to be postponed until next week, but a lot of exciting things have been happening in the world of Mac, at least in my world of Mac, and I want to tell you about it. That's right, folks. A lot of things have been going on. In fact, one of the things I'm going to tell you right off the bat is that I've been responsible for the uh, sale of three MacBooks within the last seven days. And uh, that, if you ask me, that's a lot. I've actually physically sold them myself, I would say, although I, I think that it didn't take too much of twisting uh, anyone's arms to go and purchase them. But uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that in just a moment. Before, oh, what else is going to come up in this show? I'll just let you know a couple other things. Uh, also, we're going to talk about today depositing checks via the iPhone. Interesting story there. And uh, how one of those people that, purchased a knife or a macbook literally saved tons and tons of cash because she bought it in the u.s instead of in germany but before we get into that i want to first and foremost put your calls right up in front of the show here and we're going to first take a call from our great friend in alaska brad hi cliff hi chris this is alaska brad calling in for the help i got a mac podcast hey i was fairly excited uh, to see chris's tweet uh the other day stating that uh, the Help I Got a Mac uh, podcast is starting in five minutes until I realized it was four hours old, which in Alaska is like five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) But I wanted to try and join you guys. Anyways, my question to actually Chris, now that he has a .Mac or a MobileMe account, is uh, the iDisk application, I for the life of me cannot drag iTunes music files into my iDisk uh, to be able to access. Actually, I, in Alaska, we, well, where I'm at, we don't even have 3G yet, so I don't even think I can access music files over, over Edge. But uh, I'm wondering, is it a simple drag and drop from the iTunes into iDisk, or uh, have you done that? And uh, maybe there's other people out there that, that need that kind of help, especially you know, you, trying to utilize that mobile me application and paying $99 for each year and uh, not uh, actually using it to its fullest potential. Hey, thanks, guys. Take care. Well, unfortunately, Brad, I I didn't think about the fact that you were asking about a question about iDisk in your voicemail. And if I would have remembered that, I would have not played this until next week when Chris is back in the studio. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, to tuck that one back away here. So I'm going to pull up my uh, my podcast archives, and I'm going to make sure that just for you that we do not lose this for next week. Um, do 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 help! I got a Mac and Alaska Brad. You're going right back in there for next week. So uh, just so you know. All right. Well, while we're working on doing that here, let's go ahead and take a call from Eric Fisher. Hey, Cliff, and 
Hey Cliff and Chris, this is Eric Fisher, and I am using the voice recorder app on my new iPhone 3G, and I am just ecstatic about getting this. I was planning on getting a touch, uh, but my phone broke, and I was on AT&T, and I could pay just a tiny bit more than I was going to pay for my iPod Touch and get the phone instead, and well, there you have it. So, my question to you is, what are those apps out there for the iPhone that are like your prime can't live without apps that uh, particularly in the realm of pursuing a balanced life uh, keep you connected but also on top of your to-do list uh, and all that kind of stuff. So just want to throw that out there and get some feedback. Thanks. Bye. All right, Eric. Well, first of all, congratulations on the purchase of your iPhone. Um, very happy for you. I do want to give people an update. You know, over the last two weeks, I've been complaining about my service with my iPhone. I want to let you know that on August 11th, I called Apple and told them that uh, I called them after you know having an entire morning, which uh, I could not use my iPhone whatsoever. The the signal was gone all day. Uh, right after that, the next two or three days, it worked perfectly fine. And at five o'clock this morning, I woke up and absolutely no signal at all on my phone. Stephanie's phone's exactly the same way. No signal. It is now nine o'clock in the morning and neither of us have a signal at all. I mean, it, it, it comes, shows a full bar like once every 25 minutes and then goes away. But my understanding is hopefully I, th- I do believe they're actually out there working on it. So I think they might be cycling some computers or servers or something that's going on at the t- at the tower there. And hopefully that's all going to be worked out. But for you, I just want to say real quick, thank you uh, for calling in. And um, I'm excited about the fact that you got an iPhone. I think it is an enjoyable piece of hardware. And uh, as far as your question goes, um, things that I use that help me uh, pursue a more balanced life. Some some productivity tools, some some tools that help me in my health, fitness, and accountability. I'll be happy to share some of these things with you. Uh, first and foremost, I will tell you that I use a to-do list manager sometimes. Uh, my organizational methods change from week to week sometimes. Uh, at least once a month, I change how I organize certain aspects of my life and my to-do items. But during the times when I actually use electronic syncing to-do items, I use Zenby Lists. And if I'm not mistaken, you can get that at, uh, let me just check real quick online, uh, Zen, and that's Z-E-N-B-E-L-I-S-T-S, and I believe it's ZenbyLists.com. No, it's actually Lists. Dot zenby.com which is the free uh, which is the free online version they have like a subscription model if you just go to zenby.com but if you go to lists.zenby.com then that's that online service is free uh, the application that I got uh, zenby was free when I got it but I think it might be as much as two dollars and99 cents or 99 cents it's one of the two. But in my opinion, it's kind of worth it. Even even I probably would have never purchased the the application if it were for sale originally. But now that I have it, I, I know that I like it. And it's one that if I am using my iPhone to keep track of my to-do items, it's the one that I use. And the reason why is because you can create several different lists. You can also uh, basically just type in something that you want to do and it becomes a line item. 
And rather than saying, what's your priority ranking here, you can literally drag and drop all of your to-do items. So if I, uh, if I add a new item and I want it to be the third in the list, I just drag it down to the third in the list. I don't have to renumber everything. So very awesome uh, application. The next one I'm going to tell you about is uh, it's now called Shape Up Club. And I'm just going to tell you just to go to gspn.tv slash iShape because iShape used to be the name of it. And if you go to gspn.tv forward slash iShape, it will take you directly to the I, the uh, Apple store, the iTunes store, where you can purchase that application. And this is what I use for tracking all of my calories. Now, for those of you who are listening to Help I Got a Mac, and, and perhaps maybe it might be possible that you're not listening to some of the other shows that I produce, uh, me personally, back on May 1st of 2009, this year, I have made some drastic changes to my lifestyle, and uh, hence the name Pursuing a Balanced Life for the podcast that I produce. Anyway, I have been making some major changes to my lifestyle, changing the way I eat, the kind of foods that I eat, but most important, and, and doing physical activity, uh, intentional physical activity. I, I usually walk anywhere between three to five miles a day uh, now, and, and that's something that's made a part of my life. But the thing that I, I really credit uh, my 34 pounds that I've lost in, in since May 1st, uh, I credit all of that to uh, an overall approach, but I don't think that I would stick with it as much if I didn't, if I weren't able to accurately account for every calorie that I eat per day. And so for calorie counting, I go in and I use the iShape application. It lets you set up a profile and uh, you put in your age, your height, your weight. Uh, it asks you what your goal is. It asks you, of course, if you're male or female. Uh, and then it asks you, okay, uh, what what kind of normal daily physical activity do you do? Are you mostly sedentary? Uh, do I walk a little bit? Uh, am I very active? You know, it, it asks you, and there's a sliding scale. You just go all the way to the left. It means pretty much I sit on the couch all day or sit in front of a computer all day like I do. Uh, all the way up to, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a construction work, construction worker, uh, you know, installing brick or <laughs> roofing or something like that. I mean, it's so you choose. And once you enter all that information in, what's really awesome about this application is it tells you it says, OK, to lose two pounds per week, you should be eating this many calories per day as far as a net total. Now, what that means is that when I eat breakfast, for example, if I had uh, two eggs for breakfast, I go in and tell it that I had two eggs. And it and because it's already pre-programmed in, that, that food item is in there, it says, okay, well, that's 160 calories. And now if I were to go out and walk, let's just say I did a, 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 a fast walk through the neighborhood, I would actually, do, uh, for one hour, a fast walk, for one hour would burn approximately 400 calories. And so what would happen is I would actually enter that exercise in and it drops the amount of calories for the day uh, as far as what I've consumed uh, down 400. So it, it adjusts that, that number, your net calorie intake based upon how much you eat and how much you're burning. And as long as you stay within the allotted calorie goals, you will burn or you will lose two pounds per week. And uh, 
when I follow this uh, exactly, then I've experienced a weight loss of no less than one pound a week uh, when I actually follow it. Uh, and as much as five pounds per week. Now, I try not to lose five pounds every week because I hear that, you know, the the healthy thing to do is to lose about two pounds. But for me, uh, when I when I, I find that if I kind of say, you know what, well, it's okay to go 300 calories over, I do notice that there, you know, when those kind of things happen or gosh, you have a, you have a horrible day uh, and you go well over 300 over, uh, which I did one time. Um, actually, no, I've done two times since May 1st. Anyway, those weeks experienced no weight loss at all. But the good news is because I'm tracking all this stuff and and even when I go overboard, I'm still nowhere near where I used to be when I was gaining weight all the time. Um, Even in the weeks when I haven't lost weight, I haven't gained any pounds. So since May 1st, through this process, I haven't actually gained any weight. And I, I, I really do think that the Shape Up program or I, the old iShape program, is an application that I think is very worthwhile. As far as another application that I think is good for pursuing a balanced life, uh, one of the areas of my life that I want to have in balance is my personal development. I want to try to always be learning something new. Uh, and so, therefore, I like to read, uh, well, I used to never like to read books, but I've, I've grown to enjoy reading books to gain new insight, encouragement, and stuff like that. So a free application that I would suggest is the Amazon Kindle for the iPhone application. I absolutely love it. I've read entire books on my on my iPhone and I will tell you it, for me it's been a very enjoyable experience. Can tell you my wife it drives her crazy. She she tried to read a book on it and uh, she's not a fan of the iPhone for the Kindle. She doesn't like that small screen. But for me I love it. Faith is a huge area uh, of my life that I want to live in balance. And so I have the entire NIV version of the Bible. And the application that I use is uh, the Acro Bible. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to write all these down as I'm telling you. So Kindle app. And then um, it is the NIV Bible. And it's from Acro Bible, I think. Yeah, Acro Bible. So I'll write this down and I'll put all this stuff in the show notes as well. But anyway, let me explain to you. There are a lot of Bible applications out there. A lot of them are free. Uh, The one thing that I found is that the ones that are free, all of them require that you have an internet connection. And, well, I attend a church that meets in a high school auditorium. And, of course, it's in the center of, you know, kind of in the middle of the school and there's all the cinder blocks everywhere, and I get no signal there. So there are often times when I would like to be able to look up a scripture reference while I'm sitting there thinking about it, and I'm not able to do so if I don't have internet access. So what this application does, and I think it was like 30 bucks, but for me, it's worth 30 bucks to have a Bible in my pocket all the time. And so I paid for that. It has the entire text there. It is searchable and and so many other things. And so I really like that. So that's another application that I have. Um, uh, you know what? As, as far as a, a balanced life is concerned, I think that um, you know those are the ones that I would say I use most. And uh, of course, you know, as far as new applications and stuff like that, I would encourage you to just continue to listen to the Help I Got Mac podcast because we're always talking about something new that. Um, 
that we're we're finding and, and purchasing and stuff like that. And Eric, I'll ask you this. If you find something that you feel is helping you, please feel free to give us a call here on Help I Got a Mac and let us know. So anyway, let's move on to the next thing that I want to discuss with you guys. And uh, I mentioned at the front of the show that I have been responsible for the purchase uh, or the sale of three MacBook Pros. And no, I did not buy any of them. Uh, but I did have uh, some friends who each bought a MacBook. And I literally took them to the Apple store and uh, walked them through the process. I I actually went and uh, went to the website. By the way, if you go to apple.com slash retail and then search for a store near you, you can actually set up a personal shopper appointment, which is where you get somebody that's, uh, regardless of how busy the store is, you walk in at your allotted shopping time, your, your allotted appointment time, and there's a single employee completely devoted to you for the purchase of your brand new Mac or iPhone, or whatever the case may be. But anyway, uh, we, we went ahead and scheduled those. And of course, the, the good news is that I was able to go with them. So uh, we were able to talk ahead of time, you know, whether or not they would be interested in uh, MobileMe. And for the record, I, it's n- I never talked anybody out of MobileMe. I explained to them, it's like, would you ever use this? Or do you prefer doing this? Or would you ever use this? And so I, I, did, I didn't I did necessarily talk them out of it, but I will let you know that uh, of the three MacBooks, uh, no, n- there were no purchases of MobileMe. Uh, that was their decision, not mine, but um, at least they had that, they were aware of all the options ahead of time. And this is something I think is important for you to know. Um, because you get, you're sitting there, you're already in the purchase mode and it's like, you want to get through this process and then all of a sudden you're, you're opted with things. It's like, well, you know, mobile me, you can always buy it at this price, but if you buy it today, it's this cost. And then of course there's another one where you can get a, like, um, one-to-one option of, um, oh, uh, I guess consulting or t- training one-on-one training sessions and it's like, you know, th- this is available to you, but it- it's only available if, you know, at this price, if you buy it today, you know, and it's like, so, so you get thrown in with all of that stuff. And I was able to prepare them ahead of time so that they could make that decision easily when it ca- when they were asked about it. And of course, we talked about iWork and, and iLife and all that other stuff. And uh, but it, it ended up pretty, uh, pretty good for everybody involved, I believe. And I'd like to just explain to you uh, a little bit about uh, the how these things went went down. So the first one was Anne Trader from Germany. She's a member of our GSPN.TV community. Anne and her sister Valerie actually came to the United States, and they're actually still here in the U.S. right now. Uh, they stayed with Stephanie and I first. Uh, they arrived here in the Cincinnati airport, and we uh, they stayed with us for I think about three or four days and um, we had a wonderful time. They have since moved on to DC where they're hanging out with uh, another friend of ours from the GSPN community, uh, Maggie Mack. And then I think after that, um, they should be leaving I think today for New York City and hanging out with our great friend, Chef Mark. Uh, So they're they're having a worldwide tour and stuff like that. And uh, you know, it was just a real pleasure to have them with us. But while Anne was here, she had mentioned that she's going to be, while she's in the States, she plans on going to an Apple store at one point to purchase a MacBook. It'll be her first Mac. And so I said, 
do you want to do it now or did you have like did is there did you want to like have that experience at the you know the new york city apple store or whatever and she goes no i'd love to do it now and so we scheduled the appointment went on out there as i said she's from germany and so one of the things that we did while we were at the apple store is we we compared the prices and the reason why she wanted to buy it when she was in the states because she had already done a little bit of research and found that she could save some money by buying it here and she didn't realize exactly how much money she would save by buying it here in the US versus buying it in Germany. Uh, but while we were at the store waiting uh, for you know the, the personal shopper appointment, we went ahead and did some calculations. And so here's what we found out. By the way, she ended up getting the 13 inch MacBook Pro, which is the entry level. Uh, and it, it's a great MacBook. I believe it's got 160 gigabytes of uh, storage and it's got two gigabytes of RAM. And so, it, I mean, really, for what most people are going to use a Mac computer for, uh, very sufficient. And we at, went to the store. At the store there, they sell, they start at $1,199. So let's just say $1,200. And we looked on the Apple store to find out what it would be if she bought it in Germany. So we went to apple.com slash euro slash store. And there we found out that the exact same MacBook would have been 1,149 euros. All right, 1,149 euros. Now, of course, it, it immediately it, for for those of us at least us here who are so american centric we look at that it's like oh my gosh they're they they could have actually saved money but no 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 with with the way that the dollar is right now compared to the euro uh you have to you have to put into consideration uh the exchange rate and this is why i love google so much and so um all i did is i went to google.com and I literally typed this into the search engine. Convert 1,149 euros to U.S. dollars. And it, you don't, it doesn't like take you to a calculator page. It actually calculates it for you right there. And so here's what it turned out. 1,149 euros for that MacBook would have been 1,000 Six hundred twenty-eight dollars and thirteen U.S. Do, uh, U.S. dollars. So one thousand six hundred and twenty-eight dollars. That means because Anne purchased her MacBook in the United States, she saved a total of four hundred and seventy-nine U.S. dollars. Four hundred and seventy-nine dollars that she saved. Uh, she she loves her MacBook Pro. Uh, like I said, it is 13 inch. Uh, it's got FireWire 800 on it. It's got an SD card uh, and stuff like that. And she's uh, let's see, Mary's in the chat room. She's saying, how much will it cost her to upgrade the plugs and stuff to fit into the sockets in Germany? Uh, that is a great question. And she said that she has all of that stuff. So um, I would imagine she could just go to a place that sells uh, Apple things and and pick up the the adapter or whatever uh, for that. But but she had already uh, prepared herself ahead of time for for just you know for exactly that. But anyway, so yeah, it's it, she saved herself a lot of money doing that. One of the thing is is um, 
Let's see here. Steven says, if she paid by credit card, won't it get converted anyway? Uh, yes. And so the que- so the thing is, is it, but it will be converted to euros, which she still saved the money. So here, so basically it was, I think it, we did the backward conversion and I think it, it ended up being 848 euros instead of 1,149 euros. So she, she still saved every bit of the, as the much, as much money as we had calculated. Oh, by the way, for those of you guys listening to this, I, we do, we're recording this uh, live in front of an internet audience. We're recording this live uh, every Thursday at 9 a.m. In fact, I have an entire day uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Thursdays. If you come to gspn.tv slash live, you can join and watch the show live. And there's a chat room. And so um, uh, in the chat room, in fact, saying how old is she and can she get a uh, student discount on and get the the free iPod Touch. We tried that. Um, she is actually, as far as her age, I won't. I don't think I'll throw that out there. But I will say that uh, she is getting ready to go to college, uh, and she will be a student. But she didn't have a student ID just yet, and so therefore she was not able to get that discount. Unfortunately. Um, now, one of the things I do want to let you know is that we before we went through the purchase. I wanted to make sure at the store, and we we confirmed a bunch of different things. And this was Apple Care. One of the things that I, I I suggested to her is that you know you want to make sure that if you buy this in the United States, will your Apple Care work for you in Germany? And so what they said at the store, first of all, the the personal shopper, he wasn't quite sure himself, but he did go back and and get some details for us, and he came back. And this is what he said for anybody that's interesting interested. Number one, the the parts made, uh, the parts that are used in the MacBook Pro in the United States are different than the parts that are used in MacBooks in the in Europe. And for that reason, what would happen is in the event that if something went wrong with her MacBook Pro and she needed to have it serviced and had to get parts, they would literally have to ship the parts from the United States to Europe, which could delay the repair of her MacBook Pro. Now, with that being said, they said, don't worry about it. I mean, as long as the delay doesn't bother you, uh, just know that the parts and labor would be covered under Apple Care. So that was something that I, I definitely wanted to make sure that she was uh, aware of. And she, I, I believe that she is waiting to add Apple Care. Oh, and I think they said that that she would actually need to to purchase it, the Apple Care, when she gets back to Germany, uh, or she would at least need to call that version of of Apple or that department of Apple to to do that. He, they would not be able to give her the 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 U.S. Apple Care. And also they said that, you know, one of the other things that she may run into is if she calls or has some service things, um, when she calls for service, she's going to give them her serial numbers and her part numbers that are, you know, built within the system settings and all this other stuff and the configurations. Uh, One of the issues is that they are not going to have any record of those numbers in the department that she would deal with uh, in AppleCare Although, if she just mentions that, hey, I bought this in the United States, they'll be able to um, reference a different system, which will then give them everything they need. So, so they did warn of a little bit of additional, 
you know, maybe a, a, a hurdle to jump if, if there was a service need, but the Apple Care would definitely cover it. So I thought that would be interesting enough for you guys to hear the story about that. And she is very delighted with it. And uh, she's got it and, and uh, she's using it already. So very cool. All right, moving right along, I, I do want to let you know that right after that, that was, oh goodness, it was just about three days later on Tuesday, I took my friend Jeremy and his wife, Trisha, and they wanted to buy a MacBook. Now, they've been thinking about getting a new uh, computer for quite some time, and they've been asking me, hey, Cliff, should I get a should I get a Mac or should I get a Windows PC? You know, will you help me? Will you help me pick out a great computer and stuff like that? And 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 you guys know me. I, I did not immediately say, oh, you got to get a Mac. You know, it, it, but they did say, you know, hey, what's the best computer out there? And I did say, well, if you want the best computer, it's a Mac. And when I, you know, when they heard the prices, they're like, oh, there's just no way. And I was like, oh, well, you know, you could get a PC as far as which one's the best. To be honest with you, I have no preference one over the other. Every PC I've ever purchased um, has usually been custom built. So uh, with the few exceptions that I've bought machines that were built by name brands, I've always experienced some issues with having really, really horrible hardware inside that kind of crapped out after a short period of time. And basically... Um, you know, it, 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 I said, you know, when it comes to a PC, it, it, you know, you really don't need my help as long as you get, uh, let me just tell you what you should look for. You probably want to look for at least two, two, uh, uh, a two gigahertz processor. You want to look probably for at least two gig of Ram and you want to look probably for at least 160 gig hard drive. And, and beyond that, um, you know, if you're going to do gaming, you'll want to make sure that it has a 3D graphics card that is a separate card of its own and and then just have at it. But I'll be happy to help you if you if you want to pull up a website, I'll I'll walk through them and, and kind of uh, help you through that process. Well, over the course of a couple weeks, they said, you know, well, tell me about this Mac and stuff like that. Very unsure of it. And then finally, one day they said, you know, I OK, we're definitely going to go with the Mac. And I said, OK. So we ended up going to the store and I thought they were going to just buy the entry level 13 inch MacBook Pro. Well, he got in the store and he's like, man, I tell you what, I'd really like that 15 inch screen. So he ends up buying a 15 inch MacBook Pro, which, by the way, is much more computer than he is ever going to need. First of all, let me explain to you that that Jeremy has not had a computer Jeremy has not had a computer over the last couple of years. Um, and in fact, he just got married. Um, Trisha had a, a, a computer. She had a, a tablet PC. But uh, Jeremy had no computer. And he, he's out buying his first, uh, he's buying his first computer in a long time. And not only is he buying his first computer in a long time, he's buying his first Mac. And, he, and the very first thing he gets, of course, is a MacBook Pro 15-inch. Now, you talk about, you know, the, the most he's probably going to do is Facebook email, maybe type up a couple documents, um, maybe, you know, save some photos to his his computer and 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 just your typical, you know, everyday kind of thing. And unfortunately, the the difference in price between the 13 inch and the 15 inch is so so high. I mean, because they automatically, you can't, you're not just paying for extra screen space. 
you're literally spending you know money for two more gigs of RAM at Apple's premium price. You're automatically, I think, you're getting a two hundred and you know two hundred and fifty or some odd hard, uh, gigabyte hard drive. So you know you're getting a bunch of other things, and I'm sure that there are other things that that you know the processor is probably faster, all this other stuff. But but really, the only thing he wanted above and beyond what the 13 inch offered was just the extra you know the extra uh, screen space. But you know for him he for he you know well first of all. It was being purchased for, you know, it, it was a gift from um, somebody. And so, therefore, he wasn't personally paying for it. So, I think it probably is a little easier for him to make the decision to uh, go ahead and, and, and play the extra money for the 15-inch. So, he, he got the 15-inch. We brought it home, uh, brought it to my house, and I helped them set it all up. And we did all the software updates immediately. I did the same thing for Ann. I, I walked through one of the very first things that I did. And by the way, if you've bought a brand new MacBook and you haven't done this yet, go into system or click on the Apple icon, top left hand corner, go to system preferences, go to touchpad. And there's one option in there you're going to see where it's like turn on tap to click. Oh, my gosh. I, I, the, this new key, this new um, this new tap pad that they have. I hate it. Uh, except for if you go in and you turn on the tap, you know, the tap to click. Um, but to actually physically push that thing down, I think, is just a little bit much. So uh, I wish they would turn it on by default. But if you go in, you t- turn that on, all you have to do is just tap it lightly and it will choose. It will be just as though you were clicking the button. And, of course, I showed them that if you you tap it with two fingers uh, or you put two fingers on the pad and click, then that's like a right click. Um, the other things that I taught them were, you know, just some of the gesture movements that they could do. And as I was demonstrating this, you should have seen Trisha's eyes. She was like, no way. Get out of here. I mean, she was just like, oh my gosh. And you, you I think I saw her start to drool a little bit and immediately she's like, okay, I want, when can we go back? And I'm not kidding. No, I didn't go back the third time, but uh, they went out. I'm I'm serious. The very next day, and they went and bought her a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Now she's in college, so with, I, I'm not. I didn't ask her uh, about the free iPod Touch, but she got a discount on her Mac, plus she got a discount on her Apple Care. And she also got a free iPod Touch. I know all of that's true of the first one, and I'm assuming it's true for the second one. Last night I didn't—I forgot to ask her, but I think with her one ID, she probably was able to get both because I think she would have told me otherwise. And of course, you know the big question for everybody is like, okay, what can I install? And we installed Skype right away. We installed on Jeremy and Trisha's. They installed OpenOffice.org, um, so they installed that. Uh, what else did we install? Firefox. First thing, you know, on all three of the computers for Anne, for for Jeremy and Trisha, the very first program that went on the on the system was Firefox, and um, I think that that's pretty much it. And then, of course, um, they asked, you know, what about or Jeremy and Trisha were asking about antivirus, and I said, yeah, you don't need any. And they're like, I don't know, I'm really anal about this stuff. You know, it's like, no, don't worry about it. You don't need it. And uh, that's the big thing that still shocks people. I, it, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. Now, they do make 
antivirus for Macs. But again, it's still my opinion that you don't need it. Well, anyway, so that's that's the story of how I helped three people to uh, buy uh, Macs, both Ant or got Ann, Jeremy, and Trisha. And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed shopping with them. A little bit jealous, but not too much. I, I mean, I, I really enjoy, I've, I've got the two Macs that I have here. I got an old MacBook, um, regular MacBook, the white one, 13 inch. I've got the Mac mini, which serves out my video for Ustream and the audio for Ustream. And, uh, you know, it does, all, so far they both do everything I need them to do. And I've, I've still not run up against anything that I, I want to do. Except back in the early days, I did want to use Final Cut Pro, and uh, because I have Intel integrated graphics on mine, it does not run MacBook Pro or uh, Final Cut Pro. Uh, but you know, I found that that was actually a blessing because that program would have been a lot of money, over a thousand dollars in cash, for me to buy that program. And instead, as a result, I found ScreenFlow which I believe is only $99 and has really revolutionized the way that I do video editing, even though that program is not really a video editing program. And if you want to find out what I'm talking about, just uh, I'm going to do type in screen flow here on, uh, and you can find that at verasoftware.com, V-A-R-A software.com. And uh, then just click on screen flow. Uh, and uh, I think that's pretty much it as far as those stories go. I do want to share with you a couple other items that I have on my notes here. Apple, again, is about ready to start offering matte displays on as an option on the 15-inch MacBook Pro. So right now they got the really sleek, you know, shiny screens. Uh, however, Mac Rumors is reporting that, um, and Gadget is reporting that Apple is again offering an anti-glare matte display option on the 15-inch MacBook Pro. As with the matte, let's see, as with the matte display for the 17-inch MacBook Pro, the co- the option costs fifty dollars. All right, and there's no word whether or not they're going to offer a matte display on the 13-inch MacBook Pro or the uh, iMac series. But if you, uh, if you, it does look though, if you were to go online and purchase either a 17 inch or a 15 inch MacBook Pro, there is an option uh, for $50 to get the anti glare screen. I personally like the, the shiny stuff myself, but anyway, those who were, you know, in professional applications doing color corrections and all this other stuff. Uh, they certainly do prefer using the anti-glare. Anyway, uh, another rumor out there is that iTunes 9 is going to support some kind of social networking, possibly even supporting uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Last.fm is is what's being rumored. I don't have any more details than that, but uh, we'll stay tuned and, and see if we find out anything more. iTunes 9 probably come out very soon, and uh, I don't know how I would want my iTunes to ever integrate with Twitter, Facebook, or Last.fm. I certainly don't like the whole, hey, Cliff is listening to this song. Hey, Cliff is listening to this song. And it's like, no, it's not, that's not what I want to do. So I'll be interested to see if they actually do incorporate some kind of social networking into it. I heard somebody else talking on a blog somewhere that maybe they're actually going to come out with their own social network. 
Uh, I don't know what Apple has planned there, but you know what? We'll see how things go. And then one final item that I want to share with you, something I found extremely interesting. It says, bank will allow customers to deposit checks by iPhone. And this is a New York Times article that I'll post the link to in the show notes. But let me just read to you a couple notes from this article. USAA, a privately held bank and insurance company, plans to update its iPhone application this week to introduce the check deposit feature, which requires a customer to photograph both sides of the check with the phone's camera. We're essentially taking taking an image of the check, and once you hit the send button, that image is going into our deposit tracking system as any other check image would, said Wayne Peacock, a, a USAA executive price or the executive vice president uh let's see here customers will not have to mail the check to the bank later the the deposit will be handled entirely electronically and the bank suggests voiding the check and simply filing it or discarding it that my friends is pretty wild you know i there, the, I, I, you know, this is USAA. You know, this is a bank. Uh, you know, pretty small. They're not even in the top ten of banks. But this is a bank that is using technology in a very cool way. And I will tell you, how awesome would it be if my bank was to accept deposits by iPhone? That I, I, I would do that. I really would. I would love to be able to just you know, just take some photos of my checks and click send and have them go. Now, I'm sure, you know, people are probably going to raise concerns about encryption and and all this other stuff, and we'll see how that's handled. But I would assume that this being a bank and everything like that, the the while maybe the iPhone itself sometimes is, is vulnerable to, uh, you know, faulty encryption or whatever, I'm sure that they're encrypting the data from that's being transferred from the application somehow. So uh, I, I can't imagine that they would be able to get this proved, uh, approved at all, um, and not by Apple, but but by even banking and, and officials such as uh, the, you know, and all, all the all the government agencies behind all that stuff. So anyway, that is, that's what I have. I, here, here we are 42 minutes later, and, and then, yeah, I suppose I was able to do a show uh, with the content that I had without Chris this week, although I'm sure you guys, as much as I do, miss Chris being here, and again, my apologies to Alaska Brad at the front of the show and, and everybody else that sit there and had to wait while I played that episode or that, that message without having any answer about iDesk, but uh, hopefully Chris will be back, uh, and he is scheduled to be back next Monday morning. 9 a.m. We encourage you to join us live. Do want to let you know this episode is going out to the free feed. And of course, if you're not a gspn.tv plus member and you're subscribed to this podcast, you are already aware of that because you're hearing me. I do want to say a couple things real quick about plus membership. Some exciting things going on here. Uh, ever since we started the live shows uh, all day Thursdays, we've seen some really amazing things happen. I want to really encourage you to come and join us live one week, uh, just on a Thursday. Join us anytime from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., but if you want to catch the Help I Got a Mac show live, join us at 9 a.m., which is when we start this show. 
And um, as far as some other exciting things that have been happening outside of just seeing the interaction and the fact that people are meeting, what was cool is before we had the Help I Got a Mac show was on Monday nights. The, you know, the About the Church podcast was on Tuesday mornings. A couple other shows were other times and stuff like that. And there have been some issue or some instances where we would see where on a weekly basis we'd see the same people in the chat room for that show. But those people really never showed up with, you know, during some of the other shows. And so there were like segments of the community that were kind of, uh, you know, Mick, you know, kind of, you know, just little segments. And what I've seen is that because our shows are, are back to back, we see some people that are hanging out for some of the other shows. And it's like, oh, let's ch- tune in throughout the day. And, and so they're coming in and out, coming in and out throughout the day. And I'm seeing people, you know, from the help. I got a Mac show hanging out with the weekly lost podcast people and the weekly lost podcast people hanging out with the family from the heart people. And, and this is a lot of fun, and, and it, we've seen that happening. But really, one of the the biggest things that's happened as far as what really helps GSPN.TV, the content that you're listening to on a regular basis here, is Plus Membership. Uh, it, has, it has been a goal of ours uh, ever since we launched Plus Membership to get to 500 Plus members, which is where we would need to be to just you know make ends meet financially for us to be able to do what we're doing until then I've always been doing consulting and equipment sales on the side I'll always probably continue to do that to, to some degree uh, but but really getting the to the level of 500 plus members has been this ultimate goal because really we're we're putting all the effort into promoting and and putting the content out there you know basically priming the pump sowing the seed for what we expect to happen down the road and and i want to let you know we're at 296 plus members now and really literally since we started doing the live shows on Thursdays, a lot of more people are connecting with a lot more content. They're seeing a lot more value coming out of this uh, this network through this community of friends and all this other all these other things that are happening. And we added eight new plus members in the last couple days within the last seven days. And that is just or actually within the last 10 days now. Uh, but it's been a huge blessing for us to see that people are responding. And I want to let you know there are a couple things. Uh, especially for those of you listening live, but also for those of you listening in the podcast, this is going to apply to both of you. First and foremost, I want to say that we only have four more plus members to go until we hit number 300. And the 300th plus member is going to receive a, an iTunes gift certificate for $30. Now, so, you know, get in today and uh, we're going to announce the winner of that next Thursday and uh, we'll announce it, you know, probably a couple different times throughout the day next Thursday who the winner, who our 300th plus member is and uh, that and we'll announce that they've won the uh, the $30 gift certificate. Now, for those of you who are listening to the podcast of this, which, of course, doesn't come out until the following, you know, this coming Tuesday. Uh, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, by then, Cliff, hope, and we hope that we've already hit 300. So what about you, right? Why, why are you mentioning this to me? I wasn't there live. I'm listening to this time shifted, and you held it out until Tuesday. Well, here's the thing, for, and, and, and this is the first time I'm making this publicly known uh, out there. From this point forward, for every five new plus members, we will take those five plus members and randomly pick one of them 
uh, through not just like handpicking, but we will use some kind of random generator. Uh, but we will take one of those five out of every five new plus members after 300. Uh, every one out of five will get a $30 gift certificate to iTunes. So that's our new promotion, and that's going to be going in, in until you know we come up with a different promotion. So this is going to be going on for some time. So I mean, if you already enjoy our content and you have uh, you know found a lot of great value about it, uh, uh, you know, out of listening to the content that we have here, and you've been on the fence, you've been saying, you know, I, I'm thinking about it. I, I'm I'm really thinking about it. Well, you know. It does definitely support what we're doing here, helps us continue to provide this content, but there's also a one in five chance that you might possibly win a $30 gift certificate to iTunes, which even if you don't have an iPod, remember that you could you can still buy uh, all kinds of other stuff. So anyway, and uh, Mary says in the chat room, I should sign up again. And and I'll just mention this, anybody that is out there, if you are, if you are, buying a sponsored membership for another plus member uh you know we've had some some folks do that in the past if you sign up for a spot if you want to sponsor somebody else's plus membership um then you will be eligible in that one in five chance as well and mary in the chat room uh just a few minutes ago she says i have a good idea for the next for the show next week Talk about the pros and cons of the Apple Care extended warranty for the iPhone. And I'll tell you what, if if Mary, if you will call that in as a question, I will certainly guarantee you that we will cover exactly that question. All right, folks, that is all I have for this week. Uh, if you do want to become a Plus member, head over to gspn.tv slash plus. Chris Biting will be in next week and... Um, you know, lots of other shows recorded Monday through for, or uh, on Thursday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, you can join us at 9 o'clock for Help I Got a Mac. 10 o'clock is the About the Church podcast. 11 o'clock, Social Media Serenity. If you haven't heard about that and you like this show, I guarantee you, you'll like socialmediaserenity.com. We have 12 o'clock, Family from the Heart. 1 o'clock, The Weekly Lost Podcast. 2 o'clock, Podcast Answer Man. 3 o'clock, Pursuing a Balanced Life. And from 4 to 5, Almost Daily Devotional. We'll talk to you next week. God bless. Bye-bye.